It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Amy. We are two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. Hey, Teresa, what fun thing did you do last week? I have to say my, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but warmed my heart that my youngest came in and just read with me the other night. Oh, I mean, he sweet. had his book, I yeah. had my book, and it just was fun to get to just hang out and read right. together. So nice. And I was super pumped. We got some listens from Bhutan. Very cool. The happiness index. Yeah, so, very um, cool. I hope at some point we get them to reach out so yeah. that we could chat with who they are. That would be really our new, cool. Our new friends. Yeah. So fun week. I know I just can't get away from the Olympic talk, but I was super pumped to read that the Paralympians are now earning equal pay as the Olympians oh, that's for their medals. Awesome. Yeah, oh. About time. Yeah, for sure. Previously, it broke down for each gold medal, they got $7,500 of silver, they got $5,250 of bronze, they got $3,750. With the raise, um, obviously it's starting in Tokyo, but I read that it's being retroactive for 2018 as well. But now the Paralympic athletes will receive their gold, if they get a gold, $37,500. Silver, 22500 bronze, 15000 And I just, I think it's pretty exciting. That's really cool. About time. Yeah. And a step in the right direction for equal treatment. Yeah. they're both yeah. working crazy hard. And I was so excited that Zach, my oldest, sent me this story. And it, it just is made me feel so good as a mom that he thought of me when he, he read Aww. this. Knowing what those medals are worth... Polish javelin thrower Maria Andrzejczyk, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing her name, but she decided to put hers to good use. Less than two weeks after she won the silver in Tokyo, she auctioned off her medal to raise funds for Milosek Melis, an eight-month-old Polish boy in critical need of heart surgery. How sweet is that? Yeah. So the family needed, translates to about $385,000 or 1.5 million Polish zolts. To travel from Poland to Stanford in California for the surgery. Andrzejczyk, she still hasn't met Milochek's family, but she heard about him through social media. Oh, so uh, I know. Social media can be good. Can be good for good things. I know. So check that up on social media. That was awesome. She's 25 years old, and she also is a cancer survivor herself. So she understands all too well the importance of prompt and immediate medical attention. She learned about him online, and she has used her social media platform to share her plan. She said he has support from Kubos, a boy who didn't make it on time. But wonderful people decided to donate his funds to Milicek, and this is how I want to help, too. It's for him that I'm auctioning off my Olympic silver medal. There was another boy. They had raised funds, but like she said, he didn't make it in time. So it was nice that they can try to help this this young guy. The winning bid helped them exceed the amount needed to send him since half the sum had already been donated. She was even, it happened so fast, she could end the auction early in order to speed up the time to get him over (sighs) to the States for the surgery. So she told the Times of London, the true value of a medal always remains in the heart. 
A metal is only an object, but it can be of great value to others. This silver can save lives instead of collecting dust in a closet. That's why I decided to auction it to help sick children. So she's so awesome. Like you are just an amazing human. But I think that's a beautiful, you know, story in itself. Right. right. But it gets even better. Oh, how can it? I know. Apparently the winning bid came from a Polish convenience store chain. Oh, that's neat. Um, Zapka, they purchased it to gift to their Olympian. So they said, we were moved by the beautiful and extremely noble gesture of our Olympian. We decided to support the chain posted to Facebook that they supported it. We also decided that the silver medal from Tokyo will stay with Ms. Maria, who showed what it means to be a true champion. So I love the story. So many good people in that. And I it was even more special that my son thought of me For to sure. send me the story. So all the feels. Awesome. I know we've been chatting a lot on our runs about mental health, how people are really hurting. All over. All over the place. And I saw this interview a couple of months back with Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child on the Today Show. <laughs> My favorite I love show. the Today Show, though. And she was talking about her new book, Checking In, How Getting Real About Depression Saved My Life and Can Save Yours. I was really taken by her openness to talk about her journey with depression. I seriously ordered the book, like, on the spot from Amazon. Did you know who she was before this? Because I, did, I didn't know until you told me about her. I did not know who she was. Well, I knew she was on death. I just knew that she was part of Destiny's Child. I, that's all I knew. But it's taken me a bit to read through it. I, I glanced at her right away when I got it in the mail. And then I got to say, I wasn't ready to read it. It starts out with her talking about a dark place she found herself in 2018, which she describes as swimming in a sea of darkness. And the words that followed in that introduction were just too much for me to take at the time. Uh, She wrote about suicidal thoughts, Mm -hmm. even down to the details of her funeral. And I'm going to get real, just like the title of this book. I lost my older brother to suicide last November, right before Thanksgiving. And I'm not going to go into the details, but I have to say, after hearing this horrific news, I felt like I got a punch to the gut and I just couldn't breathe. And it's been rough, but I've been seeing a counselor to to process my loss and I have great support from my family and friends like you running and all and doing the podcast. You know, I'm still totally on a journey and it'll probably take me a while. And I mean, for it's it's a journey. It's it's always going to, it's always going to be there. Yeah. But it's been eight months and I am in a better space. Mm -hmm. And this book actually has been a blessing to read. It's chock full of insights. Michelle's, you know, just about her story is just, it's pretty incredible. You know, she loved music. She sang in a church choir growing up. She didn't initially pursue a musical career. Uh, She went into Illinois State University right after high school and studied criminal justice Hmm. and wanted to work in law, maybe prosecuting attorney or forensic analyst. And then during college, she joined an R&B group. And then a friend who was playing keyboards for Monica introduced them to each other. And she, have you heard of Monica? I hadn't, but she's a, I guess she's, you know, she's huge Grammy award winning Hmm. singer and songwriter, but with the help of a family member, she got a buddy ticket to get to audition in Atlanta and got the gig. And then while touring with Monica, not soon after she met Destiny's Child and the rest is kind of history. So Michelle is not only this accomplished singer, both as a member of Destiny's Child, but in her own right as a social, a solo artist, rather, 
Um, but she's an actress on Broadway. Oh. I didn't know that. But she was on Once on This Island and Blackbird and a bunch of other plays. And she's been on TV. Like, she was on Raven. and mm-hmm. So she's has a pretty full career. But all that being said about her awesome professional career, I'm just going to focus on her personal side. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelle's um, being part of Destiny's Child. She changed her name from Tanitra. That was her real name. Hmm, she I changed, love that name. I know. She changed it to Michelle. And she talks about not wanting to create waves. And she knew people had good intentions, mm-hmm. but yet her decision was based in fear. And she admits that's kind of a pattern in her life mm-hmm. where she was afraid of hard conversations, of letting people down, which I can totally relate yeah. to. Yeah, me too. But so she changed her name because she thought people would like the name Michelle, Michelle better. better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of are encouraging oh my her. Gosh, that's- yeah. And I know. And she said that changing her name had a huge impact on her. You know, she describes herself as Tanitra as this brave and daring person. And Mm -hmm. then she describes being Michelle as being scared. And she really pinpoints that moment in her life as if if she had if she had just checked in with herself before making that decision, maybe she would have saved herself some pain. Mm -hmm. And that she talks a lot throughout this book about checking in. Checking in with God, having these real conversations, not just this nice rote prayer, but checking in like the soul kind of check-ins. Checking in with yourself. You know, she describes we're all so busy. We're tired. We don't take the time to be alone and be honest with how we're feeling and go, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling however. We cover it with things or... Get busy. And she also talks about checking in with others. Ask kind of getting a sanity check. Which she found incredibly important in 2018. Uh, she talked to a pastor friend the night before she checked herself into a mental health facility. I love these check-ins. They're really they help center yourself and focus on how you're doing. You know, talking with friends, getting a sanity check, and checking in on your faith. Um, and I would say that's super brave for her to do. Super brave, yeah. For the tabloids, I'm sure they All have of a field it. day with that. Yeah. Michelle talks about the first time she felt something was off with her mentally. She felt depressed in seventh grade. And at the time, she kind of just chalked it up with typical teen feelings. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later during touring with Destiny's Child, she again had this overwhelming feeling of depression. And she was telling someone on the tour, gosh, I'm just so depressed. And they responded, what? You? You're on this world tour. You've got a Barbie doll that looks like you. And she's like. Wrong response. I know. And so she rationalized. You're right. What do I have to be depressed about? Which I think is really not uncommon. No. We try to rationalize, you know, no. how we're doing. It wasn't until later she started to piece together what was going on with her mentally. It was early in her music career. She'd hired someone to work for her. And she liked them, trusted them, they had a great working relationship. But she found out later they were working also for another artist who happened to be like a competitor. Un- unbeknownst oh. to her. And when she found Betrayal. out, yeah, she was livid, which I get. But she no. describes seeing like red and like loss of control of her reactions. Um, and at the time, she talked to her mama, as she calls her, <laughs> about the situation. And she said, kindly, you need some professional help. And I love how she listens to her mom. But the therapist really helped Michelle understand her rage and reaction. Mm-hmm. And that's where she began to check in on herself She'd been unaware of her feelings and and realized she had some deep bruises. She talks about finding out that she was clinically depressed at this time and needed medication. 
I have to say, I just love she is so open in this mm-hmm. book. We need more people sharing their mental health stories. It's refreshing. For it's sure. super refreshing. She points out that depression can hit any of us, no matter race, sex, class. I mean, it's so true. It can hit any of us. I don't think of Robin Williams, yeah. who, once again, appeared to have it all and made everybody happy, but right. clearly was, was Suffering, yeah. yeah. And throughout this book, she ties her faith into this discovery, too, and how God has given us guidelines in his word to help us gain control over thoughts, emotions, and actions. She lists these three questions for checking in. Have I been letting myself feel my feelings? Which is a good one. Mm-hmm. Am I withholding forgiveness from myself or others? And what lies am I believing to be truth? Well, those are really tough questions, I think, to ask. And you need to have a lot of time to answer those to questions. Answer yeah. And process. Another part of checking in is to make these false labels, which we all we all have accepted these over the year. I know I have. She gave examples like not good enough unlovable, doesn't belong, done with music, unworthy, boring, meant to be alone. I mean, ouch. And probably only magnified with the, you know, media for her because she has all all that attention. Right. She, you know, she points out that our value comes from the one who made us, God. She's also a list maker, which (laughs) I am too. And I I thought this was interesting how she ties this together. She um, keeps a list on her notes on her phone app, you know, of the both the good and the bad labels, just as another way of kind of checking in mm-hmm. on herself. And the other realization Michelle found was that she, she had some unmet needs growing up as a child. She didn't go into great detail out of respect for her parents, but it sounds like she witnessed a lot of volatility between her parents growing mm. up. And I love this description of her parents as a glass of water This glass of water is what you bring to a new relationship for the other person to drink. But instead of pouring a fresh glass of water each time we enter a new relationship, we go back to these past hurt experiences of hurt and wounds and pick up dirty rocks and sticks, Mm. and we dump them into the glass. I can just see that dirty water. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, what a visual. Very wise. I know. I mean, yeah. I just love the way it's written with these kind of descriptions, but... I love how she talks about dumping her dirty glass of pain so she can take the cup to God and ask him to clean and fill it until overflowed in confidence of his promises. And she's just, she is unbashfully, just talks about God. I just love her openness about that. Mm -hmm. But she does recognize the therapy and the medication, all of it together, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. She also talks about what ifs. And we all do, right? I mean, in life using it as an opportunity to learn so we can prevent it from happening again. And it's so much healthier than the you know normal shame and regret. Michelle spends a lot of time in this book talking about the importance of forgiveness, ideally mm-hmm. doing it in person, which is hard, but it's the best yeah. way to kind of connect eye to eye. She admits it's going to be uncomfortable. It releases you from the other person. The other tough thing is that it may take time. The other person may not be willing to forgive you. And it's different than... And they may never be. They may... Exactly. And it's different than just saying, I'm sorry, but will you forgive me? Which is a different question. Different different thing. And I love this quote from the book. Being able to forgive others, ask forgiveness, and forgive yourself is about you. It's about checking in with your heart and not being tied to someone in a negative way. She's been really public about her depression. Uh, in 2013, she was doing around a media for Broadway musical. She was in called 
I think it's Fila. Hmm. She was talking about how the prior year was rough and she had struggled with depression. It kind of came out in conversation. She wasn't intentionally planning on sharing it, but she writes, you know, about, you know, kind of second guessing herself and then realizing it was a really good thing. She shared her struggles because she received a lot of good feedback. Like, Hey, I'm so, you know, people that helped a lot of people. people. And I think that really led to her writing this awesome book. She really shares the highs and lows, and it's inspiring to read about her finding a better space with her depression, and mm-hmm. it's more manageable. I'm just, like, highlighting some of these parts that resonated with me. There is so much more in this book. There's a really cool guided journal at the end of the book with questions from each chapter to lead you through self-introspection. Hmm. Yeah, and then a fun fact, she was on The Masked Singer. Have you watched that show? I haven't. That's pretty cool. You know, they dress up mm-hmm. in costume. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't know who they are. But when do you find out who they are? I think Is it at the end of the. I think it's like this voting thing. Oh, okay. And then they unmask themselves. They guess or hmm. something. Mm-hmm. They all the By judges the voice, guess. They, yeah. Okay. Well, she was dressed as a in a costume as a butterfly, and I looked it up on YouTube. It, it is a pretty cool costume. Just like a one piece, had this really cool peplum skirt. And we just can't escape the butterflies. I know. It's, it's like, like everywhere. I know. I had yeah. to bring it up because of the butterfly <laughs> connection. <laughs> She had these cool, massive wings and high heel boots. I mean, she totally rocked it. She sang that Bon Jovi song, uh, Living on a Prayer. Uh, her oh, friend, I gotta go look this yeah, up. Yeah, go look now. it up. But her friends are so funny because they're like, oh, you know, that have known her for a while and knew about her mental health journey. They were like, oh, wow, that costume is so fitting. We've loved watching you transform. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, oh, I just thought the costume was cute, you know? <laughs> I just love how real she's so funny. She's so real. Like other people we talked about, you know, on this on our podcast, she wrote this during COVID. She talks about she didn't want to lose it. Like she was worried early and shut down. Mm. Am I? How am I going to handle it? Oh, no, which I get. Yeah, I we think it's, known. We didn't. We know. didn't I mean, know. It's still, and especially if you're dealing with mental health, you're wondering. Yeah. But I think it's so awesome that she enjoyed the time to herself, and she proved to herself that she's got this. The other fun thing about her is that she was on Bob Goff's podcast, Dream Big, promoting her book. And I still need to listen to that podcast. Yeah. I keep and, forgetting. And I listened to the interview. It was so neat to hear both their voices because, like, um, we're such big yes. fans of Bob Goff. And then he's got such a sweet voice. And, you know, that sounds kind of weird. but And she's so approachable, which was really cool. But it was neat after finishing the book to kind of hear that podcast and mm-hmm. just hear that perspective and then Bob's wife, who we talked about in episode 14, Sweet Maria, she loved the book, too, and apparently well, didn't put it down. Oh, that's funny. And they had to get takeout for three nights because, you know, she's the big cook, you yes. know. So I just thought that was so cute. Well, it's funny because there have been a couple books on Instagram that if I see that Sweet Maria has liked them. You know, it's probably um, pretty Mel good. Robbins is a new one that I've yeah. been turned on to. I saw that Sweet Maria liked him. So I'm like, okay, if if she likes him, then that's, you know, enough for me. Yeah, exactly. I guess Bob and Michelle have been friends for a while. And so he'd been checking in on Michelle during her depression. And so it was kind of neat on the show. He was like asking her, what's the best way for people to check in? Kind of asking, you know, for feedback and how he did. And, and, And she said, you know, she liked that, you know, he'd send her a text you know, sometimes, how are you doing? Sometimes just some fun emojis. Sometimes it was like a funny message. It was a great podcast, a fun way to get another perspective on Michelle and her book. Mm-hmm. I just so admire her willingness to write about her personal experiences with depression, the heart 
heartfelt account of this mental health journey, as, as you said, is so refreshing and inspiring. And I just respect her vulnerability. I mean, so brave and courageous. Yeah. Um, Hard to put yourself out there. Exactly. And how she, we- how she weaved her relationship with God throughout this book. And she has a great sense of humor. It really made me laugh. Just her funny. We need more laughter. Funny I mean, wit. we've been talking about that on runs. We just need more stuff that makes you laugh. Yeah. Because it's healthy. Yeah, it is. It just, it so just I love made to me hear smile. The yeah, good. And this book really had a profound effect on me. It prompted me to do some digging in, into my own roots of negative patterns in my life and reflect on my feelings in the moment and emotions. And I'm trying, you know, to check in more, too, as a result mm-hmm. of reading this book with God, myself, and others. I love it. Sounds good. Replace the lies with truth. Trust in the character of God. Hold on and check in. Michelle Williams. You know, with our conversations about mental health, I came across a couple helpful apps that I thought would be kind of cool to talk about. One is, I don't know if you've heard about them, uh, findyourwords.org, sponsored by Kaiser Permanente. Um, Mm -hmm. But I've heard it advertised a lot on the radio. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'm going to check out their website. And it's pretty cool because at the top of their website, they have the National Suicide Prevention phone line. Like, Mm -hmm. you can just immediately tap into that. Or a crisis text line. So you could be typing. But throughout the time you're looking through their website, they just kind of keep popping up. So I think Mm -hmm. that... So like a virtual... A virtual kind of experience. With you, yeah. There are pop-ups to direct, like, the user to different pages. One is called It's Okay Not to Be Okay. Another is Let's Stay Connected. And offers assessments on depression, anxiety, addiction, and additional mental health tests, like a child symptom checker. Mm-hmm. Checker, mm-hmm. you could, you know, if you ever worried about your mm-hmm. child. And then throughout this site, there are these other pop-ups that say, you know, talk to someone now, which is kind of cool, just so you can get connected. There's a presence of mind video series that are mental health interactive videos to learn how to take better care of yourself or others. Like if you've got someone else mm-hmm. that's dealing with mental health. There's because a, we're seeing more and more. We how are. It affects everyone. Yeah. And there's this online conversation you can join in with other people who understand what you're going through. There are other resources to explore to help yourself or someone you care about, especially like during COVID. There's mm-hmm. kind of geared in that direction. And I thought it was really cool. They The site also has this download. You could send something to brighten someone's day, Ooh. like an uplifting message uh-huh. to friends and family. Yeah. I just thought that was really cool. That is very neat. The other one I found, because as a parent, I, I thought this was really cool, is called Bark. It's got parental controls, which offers this, like, dashboard, proactivity monitors, it te- it, like, text messages. It looks at YouTube, emails, and other social networks for potential safety concerns. Mm. Like, they look at online, if there's a potential online predator, or adult contact, or sexting, cyberbullying, drug use, suicidal hmm. thoughts, or more. Uh-huh. It offers parents these alerts, and then Bark detects the potential issues in the Senate text. <laughs> I like the name alone. Just Bark. Bark. Me too. It's like, yeah. And it's like cute. It's like a dog. But then it's cool is it, it includes this recommendation from a child psychologist. Okay. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, if you're just feel better. Yeah, just to get that, which I think is pretty cool. Seal and, of approval type of thing. Exactly. 
And this app can be used by schools to manage websites for students that, you know, that access different websites. You know, I think it's really cool. It's good to sound the alarm if they're looking up things that That are not good. And I was really impressed by their statistics. Um, 5.6 million children have been protected by their app. Uh, 262,000 severe self-harm situations have been detected. And then 2.1 million bullying situations have been Mm. detected. So I think that's pretty amazing. And the last one is this talk space, which I've heard about. And they help individuals connect with therapists and counselors. There's like a brief assessment to answer questions about preferences, like what kind of therapist you might like. And a list of recommendations and then how to start the therapy. Talkspace offers comprehensive treatment online, live videos, messaging over the phone, too, which eliminates all the commute time, which we're not Mm -hmm. doing anyways. But in the schedule hassling, you can kind of squeeze it in. I think it's just so great. I mean, especially given the pandemic, how in-person counseling is limited. And so these Zooms are great alternatives. Well, and I just think it's timely for something like this to for technology to kind of right. catch up with, with things. It's just, that are so I like the accessibility of all of this yeah. and it's on your phone and you can just access which we it, all have, which we all have. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, we'll have very cool. Some of that on our website at tangentialinspiration.com. Thanks. So a couple updates. So back in episode Seven. I talked about Melissa Stockwell, right? Yeah, um, the veteran who had lost a leg and was in the Paralympic Games. Uh, well, was training for the Paralympic yeah. Games and has the triathlon club for parathletes. But she competed, came in fifth, so that she didn't medal, awesome. but still yeah, amazing. Great, yeah. yeah. Coming in fifth is all sorts of awesome. So that was a fun update. And then I remember we talked about Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, I did the. I know it sounds dorky, but for September, I took the pledge to be kind 21 and practiced kindness towards yourself and others each day from September 1st to September 21st. So you just send in your email and then just pledge, and then it gives you ideas of kind things to do for other people uh, on her bornthiswayfoundation.org. One of the things is if you have suicidal thoughts or being finding your anchors, and it has ideas with being kind ideas with helping people with mental illness that's so So great just a lot of yeah a lot of resources on there that people need to go check out so she's still going with her awesome born this way foundation still cool we talked about lady gaga back in uh episode number 16 and she had a bunch of um things ideas to be kind and just be better humans also that book was so cool i love that great examples and great people like um Doing cool stuff. Showing you who they were and pictures and, yeah, all sorts of different artists in there with um, journalists in there helping tell the stories. So awesome book. And then sad update with Pink. I obviously follow her because I'm a huge super fan. Back in episode 29, we talked about Pink and how much I just love her. But she lost her dad, sadly, to prostate cancer. But it's been just so heartwarming seeing her share the song that they sang together and just seeing the love that she is putting out there for her dad yeah, and that he's going to be with her. Super sweet. And that I just, I love that she's just so real yeah, and sharing it. Yeah. That's awesome. Putting herself out there and it's gotta be so painful. Yeah. So definitely a lot of thoughts for 
my, one of my favorite ladies. Get Back Up, Begin Again, Brene Brown. Thanks for listening to Tangential Inspiration. We really want to hear from you. Email us your comments or story suggestions at tangentialinspiration at gmail.com or leave a comment on our website, tangentialinspiration.com. Our website has all our podcast episodes, show notes, stories, follow-ups, and links to websites and books we talk about. Like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week.